What is up, Fence fam, and welcome to the Fence Expert Podcast, a podcast devoted to anything and everything fence. Whether it's tools, guests, or answering your fence-related questions, you've come to the right place. This podcast is sponsored by OZFence.Store, your one-stop shop for all your fencing-related hardware. Right now, they're offering a free shipping of $150 or more, and if you use the discount code PODCAST, you can save 15% in addition to the free shipping. With all that being said, let's dive into this week's episode. There we go. What is up, Fence fam? How are you guys? So good to be with you guys again for yet another live Ask the Experts live Q&A. Nah, I said live too many times in that, but you guys get the point. So glad you guys joined us again. We are on quite the roll here. I think we're like a month going on these lives, a month straight, so... Here we are. Uh, solo on this week's trip. On this week's trip. We're not going anywhere. Solo on this week's live Q&A. So if you guys have questions, get them in the comments below. I'm willing to talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. I've got some ideas. Uh, AI, chat GPT. I've been kind of messing around with that this week with uh, like ad copy and stuff like that. Pretty interesting. We're also starting to see AI show up in other places. So... That could be an entire conversation of its own if you guys would like it to. But first and foremost, let's say hello. If you guys are listening, I almost forgot the part where I talk about the podcast. If you guys are listening on a podcast, thank you so much. This is a recorded version of a live Q&A I host just about every Saturday from 10 to 11 Central. You can watch it on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn. You can also watch it on TikTok. Uh, yeah. Tune in, ask me questions, and we'll talk about fence. A lot of times we'll have a guest on, so we call it ask the experts plural. Uh, typically fencing-related experts, but occasionally we'll have other folks on. Uh, the you know, Profit First for Contractors uh, had Sean on, so that kind of comes to mind. Some of it's not technically fencing-related, but... You know, I thought it was an interesting conversation. So, if you guys are watching, are you? If you guys are listening to this and you'd like to watch it, tune in every Saturday from ten to eleven Central, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, TikTok, wherever you consume content. There's a pretty good chance we're live there. Let's say hello to everybody. What is up? First and foremost, first guy here, Cannon Johnson. What's up, Cannon? How are you? Cannon says coming to you from Medina, Tennessee. Medina, Medina, Medina. Tennessee at the office this morning eating a leftover team member benefit lunch. Very good. We so we thought about doing our lunch. So we do a, like a final Friday every month. So we thought about doing it this past Friday, like you guys, because we got Memorial Day next week and some folks are going to be here and are going to be here. We're going to have like a Memorial Day final Friday type lunch next week. Uh, it's going to be a potluck. So we're cooking tri-tips and everybody's going to bring in sides anyway. I love this idea of team lunches. Gets everybody in the same room, breaking bread together. As your company grows, it's a great way to keep everyone kind of connected. Bam's here. What's up, Bam? How are you? Jeremy, good morning from Fort Worth, Texas. Good morning, Jeremy. Hope you are doing super well. Hope your business is growing. Jeremy is a newer fence contractor uh, there in the Fort Worth area. Hope everything is doing super well. Todd is with us. Good morning from Boston. Good morning, Todd. That's probably a ridiculously bad Boston accent. I apologize. Stevie Boy, Billings coming to us from across the pond. Good afternoon, Joe and the Fence fam. Good morning, Stevie Boy. Good to see you. Steve Shires. What is up, Steve? How are you? Hi, Joe. Good afternoon from the UK. Hello, Steve. 
Roger Bentoncourt. Hello, Joe and Fence fam. What is up, Roger? It's been a little while since I've seen you in the live. It's good to see you back. Hope everything is going super well. Jed's here. I need a. I need to build a privacy fence against a chain link fence in place already. Not sure the best way to go about building it. Do I turn the pretty side in towards my property so I can build it easier? Typically, yes. I mean, if the chain link's going to stay in place, that's that will certainly get you closest to that fence. You can now... You'd want to observe property boundaries, right? We want to make sure exactly where these property lines are. But if the chain link fence is on the property line, you can get your fence the closest by putting the smooth side in, oh, in towards your property so that your structure can sit right against that chain link fence. Uh, it's actually going to make it easier to nail to. Now, I listen, I've seen all the videos of guys that can shoot nails through chain link fence. I know you can do it, but it's easier if you face a smooth side in towards the property. Now, Flip side of that coin is now you've got rails facing out. The chain link fence covers up probably the first couple, uh, but you still have a rail further up the fence that might be good for someone to jump uh, jump over with, climb onto, but you can't get it closer. Your fence being mine, I probably would put it up against the chain link fence and uh, face the smooth side in towards my property. Stevie says, 10 a.m. in Springfield, Missouri. is 4 p.m. in Dublin. There you go. Good afternoon. I did. This time change stuff. So I was talking to a fence guy in Australia the other day, and uh, time change stuff always puts my head in a pretzel. So appreciate the clarification, Stevie. Project Metal Music. Hey, everyone. Hello, Project Metal Music. Everyone's joining in today. All the old golden oldies here. Let us not forget about those affirmations, hearts and such. Great point, Roger. If you guys are watching the show and enjoy watching the show, it would help if you give it a like or a thumbs up or a, if you're watching on LinkedIn, like a clap, hand clap or something. Actually... It doesn't really matter what it is. You could even do like the thumbs down if you're watching YouTube, or you could even do the mad face if you're watching on Facebook. It doesn't really matter. As long as you're doing the affirmations, it shows the the algorithms that people are taking action, and that's what the algorithms want. They don't really care what the action is. So, yeah. Rogers and OG absolutely agreed. Let's check in with Link or with LinkedIn with TikTok. No questions on TikTok. If you guys are watching here on TikTok and would like to ask a question, go ahead. All right, guys. So I was messing around. I've been messing around with Chat GPT a little bit. So I, a lot of podcasts I listen to have been talking about it for the last several months about AI and how it's impacting different industries and that sort of thing. So I uh, hadn't really messed around with it a lot. I downloaded an app on my phone. And I've played with it on the on the laptop, that sort of thing. It's interesting uh, how accurate it can be when you ask it just random questions. Um, so uh, the first the first thing I was thinking about was blog posts, right? So if we're looking, if we're talking about Ozark Wireworks, it was I would I basically just typed in what are the benefits for chain link fence. For galvanized before weave at again or as I forget exactly how the question went. What are the benefits of galvanized before weave over galvanized after weave or something to that effect? It said to please optimize for a blog post on a company website. It was pretty good. It wasn't spot on, but it was like ninety five percent of the way there. Um, I forget the word count, but it was a lengthy one too. So it was going, and it had all the SEO keywords in it that you would want to see in a blog post. So I started kind of thinking, hmm, this is interesting. And yesterday or day before yesterday, I started uh, kind of once a month, I go through all of our Facebook ads and just see how they're performing and if they need modified or tweaked. 
So I thought, you know, I've been messing with this chat GPT. I bet, I bet we could use it to optimize our ads. So basically the, the request was, please rewrite this Facebook long form ad, uh, optimize. So the particular ad we were optimizing at this point was for the tool sales or well for the fitting sale. We're running the spring sale. Oh, actually we're running this spring sale. Look at us looking fancy and stuff. Uh, so we're running a spring sale, discount code SPRING at ozfence.store. Saves 20% off your entire order. I'll let that scroll for a second. But so we're also running this ad on Facebook. If if you're a fencing professional, you've probably seen it. And I don't apologize because that's what we do is run ads to try to sell fence stuff to afford this place. Anyway, so I said, please optimize this ad. Really good. Now... So the first time, actually the first time it wasn't really good. The first time it said, update your wardrobe with the latest fashion and this and that. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about here. We're a fin store. And so then I forget how I opt, but you can you can give it crazy requests. And so I I would I said, please optimize for the retail, the online retail store, OZFence.store. Resubmitted it. Nine like ninety eight percent accurate. This thing came back. I mean, I read it and it, it's a long form ad, really good. So now we're running A B testing. So I had the original ad. It was doing pretty good. Ten to twelve dollars per cart ad is where we're at, and and I'm okay with that. That's a good number. Uh, so we're gonna see if the new ad can optimize better than that. So we've got two ads running at the same time. So if we have a hundred fencing contractors for the next two days or so. 50 will receive one ad, 50 will receive the other. We'll track how many clicks to the website, how many of those clicks lead to a, a cart ad, how many of those lead to a sale, and we'll see. So GPT is getting put to the test. So that was one of the first tests. Uh, and then I just started optimizing all. I was like, this is actually really good. So started optimizing that. And then fast forward to today, I was going through, so we use Shopify as our online sales store. If you go to ozfence.store, that's a Shopify store that we, you know, made into a fence store. Anyway, on product descriptions, now it, you can automate. So it's got an option if you highlight all of your description text. So you click on like the bear claw tool or the bear hold tool. Uh, you click on that, it has a description. Well, on the back end, it lets me obviously type that description in. Now there's a button that says optimize with AI right next to the description. Interesting. So you select the text, you click the button and it says uh, rewrite or reword, or there's a third option. Rewrite came back better. So I thought this is interesting that in the last four days, we're optimizing Facebook ads, we're writing blog posts, we're optimizing, you know, uh, Shopify descriptions. Where else have we been? I, I went a little bit crazy on it this week because I started thinking about, well, where, where else could we use this? Um, well, the follow-up sequence. So if if you go to ozfence.store, you put something in your basket and you don't check out, you start getting emails from us saying, hey, we've got the stuff. You want the stuff. Let's make a deal, basically. Um, so we optimized those emails with ChatGP and basically, again, copied all the text. The The prompt in ChatGPT was, please rewrite this follow-up email 
um, this follow this first email in the follow up sequence or something to that effect. Paste the original, submit, boom, and it pops out an incredible follow up email to which we run an A B test, right? So everything again, half the people receive a message half the people which is the original half the people receive the b message which is the chat gbt and we after probably two three days we'll start to see some results i almost bet that the chat gpt will do better now we're doing a b testing just to be sure i mean you always want to test you never want to just jump willy-nilly into a an idea right but I don't know. We'll see. Are you guys using ChatGPT? I saw a comment come through uh, on TikTok here about it. Let's see. So Fence Fanatics, what is up? Thank you for watching. Says, I use ChatGPT or I use GPT to craft my email responses to give a nicer customer service tone. Exactly. Perfect example. So you can use it. To, and you can... You can give ChatGPT all of this constructive criticism. So you could say, uh, you know, it'll give you a response. And you'll say, please reword and optimize for blank. And so uh, one of them was, uh, let's see, one of the prompts, well, it used a lot of emojis. And I was like, well, I don't know. Well, let's test it without emojis. So I said, please rewrite without emojis or something. And it actually, so it took all the emojis out, but it also re-optimized the verbiage. So it referenced something. It found something out there that said, you know, if you're not using emojis, you should use emotional language and, re and it rewrote it accordingly. So great example, Fence Fanatics. Saw another one on here. Uh, Kathy DH said, have you ever heard of my salesman? Love it. What are your thoughts? Absolutely love it. We use it at Ozark Fence. Not a, uh, not like a sponsored plug. We pay full price for it, but we've paid full price for it because we love it. It's actually a mandatory first step. So, uh, if you're wanting to, so if you call up Ozark Fence, you say, I'd like to have uh, someone come out and give me a bid on a fence. Mandatory first step is you have you been to our website? We've at the very top of the website we've got an online quote tool. So actually, you can receive a budgetary price for your fencing project while we're on the phone. Are you in front of a computer? No, I'd be happy to run run through it with you right now. Uh, and then of course we collect information. Now, <laughs> the few times it doesn't work, heavily wooded areas or new home construction where the house is there. Last week, my salesman, uh, Matt and Rachel, had a big announcement where they they announced several new updates, one of them being uh, basically like a graph paper function. That's probably not what they're calling it, but it's like a graph overlay. So if it's an empty lot, you can just put a graph overlay on it and draw where you think the house is going to be. Pretty slick, if you ask me. Um, question, it was, have I heard about it? Absolutely. I love it and use it. Pay full price for it. Um Kathy goes on to say, I've tried implementing GPT to my work, just thinking where it would make my life easier. That's the thing is I think I think we're to the point right now of figuring out where we can apply it, right? And so this was me just kind of playing with it. My introduction to it was me just messing around. Hey, can you optimize this Facebook ad? Can you write a blog post? Now, in each of the instances I've tried it, it's been like 95 to 98%. It hasn't been 100. But if we're talking about just optimizing and knowing that we're going to test the result against the standard, against what we're currently running, 98% where you've got to tweak 
I think it's worthwhile because it can generate it very quickly rather than sitting and kind of pondering what you're saying and what you're trying to optimize for and how to reword it. You can put it in chat GPT. It can run through and it can reference everything on the internet, more or less, that it has access to, uh, and they can spit out a result. So my thinking is that a 98% result on a chat GPT type AI situation is probably better than me starting at scratch at 0% building it up. I don't know. Verdict's still out, though. We shall see. Are you guys using AI or chat GPT? I'd always, like, we could certainly talk about this all, you know, all day. I'd love to learn more about it. And where else are you using it? Brent Mitch, what's up, buddy? He says, yo, Joe, good to see you. Good to see you, Brent. Roger Bencourt says, speaking of AI, can't wait to see the first install robot from Mr. Fizztools. You're not kidding. And if anyone's going to put it out, it's going to be that guy for sure. Steinman says, what AI are you using? Chat GPT. It was pretty straightforward. Um, now, I had to create an account, which means I probably gave it access to everything in my personal life. So now it knows everything about me, probably. But um, it probably knew a lot about me to begin with anyway. So uh, chat GPT, and literally I Googled chat GPT. Boom. Log in, set up an account. I think I had to put in my first name, an email address, and my birth date. Probably so it you know, doesn't give inappropriate responses to kids or something. Um, yeah. And it was that easy. And then we're up and running and, and it gives you some, you know, it's like some optimization prompts. It's like, it basically says, Hey, chat can do a ton of stuff. Here's some different examples of how you can use it to get you comfortable and kind of get the creative juices flowing. Um, I, we're going to start using it for everything just to see, right? Because it's, it's like having one more creative tool in your tube, tool belt to pull out, see if it works. Like I said, if it gets you 98% of the way there, by all means. Brent Mitch is also with us on TikTok. What's up, Brent? Uh, fence Fanatic says, 10 foot of fence with gate tends to be as much work as 300 foot from a business perspective. Absolutely great point. So we charge a setup fee on small projects. So um, in conjunction with a minimum fee, knowing that it's going to cost a couple hundred dollars, cost us the business a couple hundred dollars to have the truck leave the lot, right? Whether it's going to be maintenance and upkeep, whether it's going to be fuel, whether it's going to be depreciation on the vehicle because of the mileage, whether it's going to be opportunity cost. If that truck and team are out of the yard and they can't take on another project, what could we stand to lose by not having them available? So minimum fees to try to make up for that because your drive time is still the same. Your setup time is largely still the same. You pull the same tools out. You use the same. I'm not going to get into the string line debate, but you use the same tools to do the layout. Granted, not as much layout on 10 foot as it is 300. Uh, but to your point, 10 foot with a gate adds quite a bit of time to it so uh, i'm absolutely there with you so we have a minimum fee anything under 100 foot has the minimum set has a setup charge and a minimum uh fee kathy says there's an app for gpt now for iphone absolutely so let me well i probably can't change you guys without uh without losing this live situation here but there is a an app on the phone it's not um it's not chat GPT, it's somebody else, but basically it 
it emulates ChatGPT. It's gonna be it's gonna be an AI situation. Um, I've used it a few times on the phone. It was so what was interesting. I watch. I get all of my best ideas from TikTok. Um, I was watching TikTok where a guy had an, a, a complete text conversation with somebody using the AI app on his cell phone. It was like his girlfriend or something. So he would say, please respond to this uh, with a sincere tone or something like that. And then it, w- it gave the response. He would copy, paste into the text. He had like a half-hour conversation uh, through that app, which is hilarious. Cannon wants to know, what are you sipping this morning, Joe? That double slurp sounded like something delicious. It was water. It, it For all of us here, it was water. It's, but no shout-out. I mean, no shout-outs. This is a shout-out, but this isn't a paid shout-out. But Michael Greenfield was by from Security Branch. He gave me this very nice cup. So here it is. And it was the biggest insulated cup I could find right on short notice. So Michael Greenfield, thank you, sir. But yeah, just ice water. It's a little early in the day to be sipping on something else. Now, later on, I, after dinner, dinner's typically my my rule. But after dinner, you never know. Especially it's Saturday night, and I don't I don't have work duty. Work duty? That just sounds wrong. Um, I don't work at church tomorrow. I just go to church tomorrow, so don't have to show up at the crack of dawn and start doing live stream stuff over there. Robert Jacobson says, hey, Joe, DIYer here. What's better for a five-foot picket gate, two four-by-fours laminated, or a beefy six-by-six? I'll throw in an option C, which would be a two-and-a-half-inch Schedule 40 steel post. Um, Now, of those two options, two four-by-fours laminated or a beefy six-by-six, is this a – okay, so Sean King did – did some testing. Gosh, it's been a year or two ago uh, on laminated four by fours versus a six by six, and uh, laminated laminated four by fours came out stronger. Um, so, of those two choices, a laminated four by fours or a six by six, I think the laminated four by fours are the choice. Of course, depends how you're laminating them, making sure they're bonded, and make sure that it depends, right, how they're laminated. But uh, properly laminated four by fours versus six by six, I think the four by fours win on that one. What do you guys think out there in, I almost said YouTube land. You might be watching us somewhere else, but what do you guys think? Brent Mitch says, how many phones are you filming with? My one. So this situation here is a camera. Uh, which camera do we have on this? Uh, Sony A7R. Uh, A7R4, uh, A7R right? Or just A7R? Four. A7R4 uh, is this camera. So we got the good camera on this one. Uh, and then... Cell phone is right here for TikTok. Um, we're probably going to switch to an iPad situation for the TikTok scenario, so it's a little bit easier to see, and I don't have to put my phone up there. Um, but one phone is how many I'm filming with at the moment. Uh, it used to be, I forget what the app was. Uh, we used, now this was, sheesh, five, six years ago. Uh, there was an app that had just come out. We were at uh, Vid Summit. Vid Summon or VidCon, one of the two. Um, and there's an app where you could use multiple cell phones to, and you could use them in like a live streaming way so that you could bring them in as just additional cameras into a live stream app. Um, so this was at the old studio, but I had like four cell phones that I just went and bought a bunch of cheap busted cell phones, but the camera still worked. Uh, so we just set them up all over. So we had like four or five different views and all cell phones. It looked pretty slick. But anyway, uh, the app didn't turn out to be nearly what it 
said it was. Go figure. But, yeah. All right. So, Fence Fanatics, do you use minimums? Absolutely. It's Everyone's minimum is going to be depend on their company, uh, but you should have an idea for what your daily overhead burn is, uh, what your cost of labor is by the hour, by the day. You should have an idea of what it costs you to send guys out or gals out um, and just have the minimum. And so typically anything that's close to half a day, we just charge a daily minimum because how many times have you gotten out on a project and you th it was supposed to be three hours and then it turned into five? Right, because while you're there, they wanted this other thing done, or the project ballooned, or whatever. Uh, so we charge a full day's overhead, labor burn, all that. Um, now, if we get fortunate, we get two of these projects in in a day, then we're we're better for it. It makes up for the ones where we uh, get a little bit behind. Kathy says we are a two year old fence company, and we are finding our footing. How do you find a mentor in the industry? Uh, you find somebody that you can relate with and you ask. I think that's the best way. Um, yeah. So, Kathy, where are you out of? Kathy DH, two-year-old fence company, where are you out of? All right. So, let's get caught up here. Oh, uh, Brent says, TikTok, I can see the roof. Yeah, so TikTok's on my cell phone. You can see, like, the ceiling situation up here. Um, this is on like a legit tripod. There's like a telecaster, telecaster, teleprompter, teleprompter. What's a telecaster? That's something totally different. It, it might not even be a word. So, uh, yeah, teleprompter situation with the camera right there behind the glass. And then there's a bigger screen right here because while I can see like the chat right here, it's really small and it's easier to see it over here. Telecasters are guitar. Ah, Telecaster is a guitar. So it has nothing to do with this particular setup at all. So, but it was a word I apparently have heard somewhere. Actually, I know where I've heard it because I, the shop I take my daughter's flute in to get serviced is a big guitar place. So that's probably where. Candace says, speaking of guys or gals, we promote our first female crew lead. That's fantastic. Caitlin Stack, AKA Fence Queen, absolutely killing it. I love it. Love that so much. Sea wolves that Brit is just all over the socials. I appreciate it, buddy. I know, uh, I know, very nice. How do you see all the comments from all the different platforms? So um, this, so on this camera, if you're if I'm pointing at you, I'm streaming this through Streamyard. So Streamyard is an app. Uh, there's a free version. This is the paid version. So it takes their I think they've got watermarks somewhere. Uh, it takes that off. Um, but StreamYard goes to, we use it for uh, YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook. Uh, you could, it also has, it has some others. Like I think you, hmm, I don't know. I don't want to say the others because I'm going to guess incorrectly, but think platforms similar to like a Twitch, uh, uh, Instagram, that sort of thing. Um, this can go through a lot of the major platforms now. TikTok, right now their API isn't open to use for streaming services like StreamYard, whatever. There's several other big ones. StreamYard's the easiest to get going, so we use it. Um, so TikTok, we've got it on a separate phone. Uh, Kathy says, Raleigh, North Carolina. Kathy, what a small world. So I was actually born in Cary, right outside Raleigh. Um, now I'm out of Missouri, Springfield, Missouri. But for the first 12 years of my life, I lived in uh, kind of that Cary, Raleigh, Durham area. So 
small world. Kathy's from Raleigh. Uh, yeah, StreamYard is where, and then so StreamYard pushes all the videos out and then brings back all the comments with a caveat. It will push my comments. So if I were to type a comment, it would push it out to LinkedIn or no, no, incorrect. It will bring me comments from LinkedIn, but if I type a comment, it will not push it out to LinkedIn for whatever reason. That made sense to somebody somewhere. Uh, but I can see your LinkedIn comments. I can't, I can't like type a response, which doesn't really matter anyway. Yeah, Project Metal Music is on the ball. Telecaster is a guitar. That's my bad. Uh, Ken is talking about the first uh, female crew lead, Caitlin, a.k.a. Fence Queen. She's very disciplined and detailed, great organizer and leader. The customers and guys all enjoy working with her. Sounds like you've got a good one there, Cannon. Absolutely. Love what you're doing. How do you... Oh, well, okay. I... Well, okay, same question twice. Got it. How do you see all the comments? So uh, StreamYard brings them all in to me. Okay, Sharon. Okay, I know it's a guitar. I screwed up. All right, Telecaster, our guitar. No, I'm kidding. So a lot of times you guys are watching this on a delay, so we've had a conversation before you hear me, like, with the answer, if that before my answer gets to you. Totally fine. Here's what AI has to say. Hi, Joe. Great to see you here on YouTube Live. Your content is always so engaging and informative. And it's fantastic to have the opportunity to watch you in real time. I'm excited to see what you have in store for us today. And I know that your audience is just as eager to learn from you as I am. Keep up the great work. And thanks for sharing your expertise with all of us. Well, AI via Kenny or Kenny via AI. Thank you. I appreciate the kind words. Well, let's check in with... TikTok. What are you guys up to? So if you guys are just joining on TikTok, you are watching a behind the scenes live of a live Q&A I do with these guys on YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook every Saturday, 10 to 11 Central. All right. I think your ring is getting a little faded. So we've actually got this thing turned down a little bit. There we go. All right. We're getting it cranked up. Is that any better? Yeah, that looks a little, the fill light's a little bit better here. We, I might've just messed this thing up though. Cause we might, are we going for like an artistic like shot here? Like with the low light? I'm a little artsy. Yeah. <laughs> See what we did, Brent? We messed up the artsy shot. See, this is why, this is why I do fence stuff and I don't do creative stuff. I'll turn it back down. Cause that's what immediately what I thought of is like those like interviews where one side of the face is like well lit and the other one's a little, we're trying to do big stuff here, Brent. I mean, we're talking about fence stuff, but we're getting good with it. We're getting good video, good lighting, good audio. We're all about this. Oh. The wedding man. Fair. Okay, fair. It is. It actually is getting kind of faded. But I don't know if the underside's... I had to get a new ring. That's probably what this is. So um, we were doing some cleaning, and apparently sodium hypochlorite, so bleach, does not interact really well with neoprene. Um, so it got, like, all loosey-goosey and wouldn't stay on. So anyway, so guys, totally disregard the artsy talk we just had about the ring light. I thought that's what Brent was referencing. All right. Cannon says, Joe, do you have a preferred ink pen? Do you carry a pocket knife? Seawolf is correct. Ring is a bit yellower than it was. 
I should have read this, and I would before I went off on the ring light illumination. Um, okay, what is up? Uh, yeah. Do you carry a pocket knife? I do. It is orange. Go figure. It's a Microtech. I don't. I think there's rules about what you can show, so I won't open this on video. But it's just like a straight, yeah, straight knife. So. Um, do you have a preferred ink pen? So, um, I don't have it with me. I don't, well, I don't think I have it with me. I do have it with, never mind. It's an orange pen. Go figure, right? Um, it is, I believe, an everyman pen. This was a gift to me. Um, Adam, if you're watching, thank you so much. Adam watches a lot from Rapid Ship Republics, where we take all most all of our packages to ship. So, he got me this. Uh, everyman, I believe, is the brand. Not a paid ad, obviously. I got it as a gift, but but yeah, even had it engraved. The fence guy, Ozark fence. So and it actually writes really well. And it's one of these fancy pens, so it feels really fancy. Um, but also, it's got like the replaceable like ink thing. So when it goes bad, you just buy more of these on Amazon. You're probably supposed to buy them from them, but you can buy them on Amazon. So yeah. And then okay, I should have read this. Ring was yellow. Okay. Dylan Block, what is up, Fence Prince? What's up, Fence Fam? Good to see you, Dylan. Oh, yeah, he went ring light, ring ring. Yeah, okay, got it on the same page. And now everyone's laughing. Good deal. Or orange, orange pan, orange knife. Man, don't sleep on orange. What's the socks looking like? Uh, no socks today. We're in loafers, actually. That's the benefit of this whole, like, waist-up shot is because I'm wearing, like, khakis and loafers under here, and you don't even know. Like, you probably thought I was wearing pants and work boots, like, on a normal work day. But today's not a normal work day, so we wear shorts and loafers today. So, that's the fit. I'm not showing you. Seawolf says, now I'm not being a critic, but the ring light shows up in your glasses. I know. I know. I know. This... I say it like that because I had this realization. I didn't even think of it. I've been wearing glasses all week because my contacts have been giving me fits. Uh, you know, so you know, if uh, if one of those, um, what do you call the uh, eye surgery? LASIK. LASIK. If like one of the big LASIK providers wants to sponsor the show or something, I'm all about that life because I'm tired of contacts jacking with my face. And then I got to wear glasses the rest of the week because it screws up my eyes. And the allergies have been really bad this week. I actually got a pollen alert on my phone again this morning. So that's fantastic. Uh, anyway, I thought this all through when I sat down. So the studio was all set up. I sat down and then I looked in the, looked in the uh, picture here of the video and I was like, oh, did not even think about it that we got lights and lights and lights and lights and lights and they're all right off the glasses. Sometimes, some days I act like I know what I'm doing around here, and then other days I wear my glasses. So, you know, there's that. VJ says, AI has significant potential in warehouse management in terms of improving efficiency. Listen, I'm here for this conversation because we've got some warehouses that could use some increase in efficiencies. I think everyone does. Um, how I'm Listen, I'm here for it. If you want to have this discussion, I, am a, I would be willing to listen to it. Um, right now we're using it for ad copy, but... Absolutely. Uh, would love to hear more about that. <clears throat> Let's check in with TikTok. 
Uh, Kathy says, we're one of many contractors getting our wood from Home Depot. I know there's a better way, but where to start? So <clears throat> here's the thing. So there, you, this is not a blanket statement. This is a statement that is accurate for my business. We were buying Alta Western Red Cedar from a national wholesaler that sells Alta Cedar. I think it's a good board. Um, the exact same board. And when I say exact same board, it is the same. It is the same label, the same skew, the same board. Was like 20 or 30 cents a board less at Home Depot than buying through this national wholesaler. So there for a while, boards were coming from Home Depot. And we have access to most all, all of the ones in our area. I say most all of the national suppliers, all the ones that are in our area we have access to. Um, Pickets were coming out of Home Depot. They were the same board at 20 to 30 cents a board cheaper, uh, which is significant when you're talking about taking 12 or 1300 boards out to a project. Those add up. So uh, a lot of the other does come from the major distributors. So um, check out you'd want to check out. So East coast, I'm not as familiar with your like regional providers, uh, but you could check out like a, um, a Stevens pipe of steel very possibly could be out of there. We deal with the main branch in Kentucky, but they've got branches all over the country. Uh, Master Halco, uh, fence supply group, which would be, uh, like your merchants metals would probably be out East. Uh, their actually fence supply group is massive. Um, they would be a good choice to reach out to. So start reaching out to your main providers. Um, now, some of them are going to want you to have a little bit more track history or track record service history uh, before bringing you on as a client, but others uh, would be willing to take you on right now. So it uh, just depends, you know, and it probably is a branch to branch thing. But uh, Brent says, how much more expensive was the Home Depot wood? Nope. The Home Depot was actually 20 or 30 cents a board less expensive uh, than the National Wholesaler. Kathy says, we have a great vinyl and metal vendors, but wood is where we struggle. But good to hear about Home Depot. The pickets, Alta pickets. Now, they carry Alta in our region. And what I'm learning is different stores carry different stuff in different regions. So your experience could vary. Um, but Alta lumber, I like it. If your Home Depot carries Ulta, you're already in pretty good place on that. Um, decent on their Cedar 2 before 4 8s uh, We've got a uh, more direct supplier of 2 before 8s now. Um, if you can buy by the truckload or by the container, you can typically get a little bit better pricing on that. Um, yeah, so, but you're, you're in fairly decent hands at Home Depot. Yeah. As far as pickets go, I, I, I hesitated after I said that because there's a lot of people that could hear that and just think they should go to Home Depot. Now, other fact for you, Home Depot is also in our area is also cheaper on concrete. So we use a pre-bagged concrete mix. I am not here for the dry pack, wet mix, wet set, whatever conversation, but we use pre-bagged uh, quickrete. We were using sackrete because we shopped at another large chain. Um Interesting thing. So Quickrete, um, I guess I can say this. We didn't sign anything. So Quickrete wanted to come on as a sponsor two years ago. Uh, we had a really good conversation. They've actually got a plant that's six or seven blocks. Now, nah, maybe more, 10 or 12 blocks from here. We've done work for them in the past. Um, so they had reached out and wanted to talk about sponsoring the show, what that looked like. And I was like, 
here are the packages. Now we use a ton of concrete, so I'd be willing to talk about trading it out in product versus just straight up writing checks. Um, and uh, so they sent me their price list and it was more than what we were paying. So I thought, well, this is kind of weird. I said, you realize like we're talking about just a straight up trade. Like we're not talking about retail pricing. I'm not gonna buy it from you. We're just gonna trade it. Uh, I said, well, this is actually our wholesale pricing. So if you bought truckload, this would be your pricing. And it was something like, I don't know, it was it was a bit more than what we were buying a pre-bagged mix from already. Um, so I, I said, how is this that you guys make the stuff across town and when we buy it through Home Depot, we buy it by the truckload just for convenience, but when we buy it, Quick Trip, Quick Trip, Quick, quick Crete delivers it on a Quick Crete. They take it from the plant to us and drop it off. The only difference is we pay Home Depot rather than trading it with them. It's significantly cheaper, um, to which he kind of said the same thing a lot of us already know is that they use that as their loss leader. So they'll actually lose a little bit of money on concrete thinking that it'll help with the you know, brand relationship for other things, for pickets and for two by fours and all this. But I thought it was hard for me to wrap my head around that, that I, the guys that make the stuff couldn't give it to us as cheap as Home Depot because Home Depot takes a little bit of a loss on that. So let's catch up with, I was gonna say with YouTube, but Brent says, really enjoying your show, my guy. Brent, thank you so much, I appreciate it. Oh, Brent says, is it the same quality Home Depot that is? It absolutely is it's the same picket, Brent. And that's what blows my mind. It's not. So we had we had both. We had some from that we would brought in from the national supplier. And then we looked at the Home Depot boards back to back. We measured them. Are they are they thinner? Right. So are they not five and a half? So in our market, six is a five and a half. I understand there are some markets where six is a true six. Our market's a five and a half it measured identical. It was the same board. Um, so it, it is the same quality. Brent says, I'm using the foam that didn't work for you on your post in California, but they're not for fence. It, so here's, here's what I'm learning about that foam is that if you're using it on like a wood or a vinyl product, it does adhere to it. And it doesn't tend to have the Oh man, I'm going to say constriction, but I got lit up on that video about the difference in constriction and contraction and it got smaller. It got bigger than it got smaller. Whatever word you want to use for that, perfectly fine. Um, here's Here was basically the, res the, the conclusion we came to was that that steel post acted like a heat sink. So this expansion process is exothermic. So it's creating a ton of heat to fuel the expansion. The metal post acted like a heat sink. So it didn't, it took a lot of that heat away. And so it didn't actually fully cure to the right size. It actually took the heat away, which caused it to insert word constrict, contract, shrink, whatever, uh, a little bit. So if you're using a wood post or a vinyl post, basically anything but metal, I think you'll have good results. The problem is we use mainly metal posts, obviously only metal posts when we're talking about chain link fence, but even wood fence, largely we use steel posts. So it wasn't for us. It's not for us. Now for guys that only use wood posts, it could be a decent, decent product. Then you get to the next problem, which is price. It is still 
incredibly expensive. But if you've got a job site that doesn't have ready access to water and you can't really truck in, po you know, well, potable or non-potable water, um, it's a decent solution for the right thing. For a repair, it could probably be a decent solution if you're using a wood or a vinyl post. That's wild. So Dylan says they buy, so Quickrete gives them a better price than the big box. So for us, just talking numbers, um, and these are just publicly available numbers. So it was like three, I want to say it was 355 or 365 a bag uh, from Quickrete. Right now our cost, or yeah, from Quickrete. Right now our cost is 328 through Home Depot. So it, and so this might be a regional thing too. It might be that our store just decided they were going to take a loss on on Quickrete to try to get four before two before picket and whatever you know. In terms of for fencing, if and if you're talking about whatever else uses concrete, you know they they want you to come in and buy their soda and buy all the rest of it, which doesn't make sense in our situation because we were getting it delivered anyway. But we also buy now our pickets through them, and we buy a significant amount of pickets from them. So maybe, but the pickets, we buy the pickets to them because they're less expensive for the same product. So I don't know. Who knows if their plan works for them. Are there any plans of getting Davis even from DJ back on? I've, tr I've sent him a couple messages. Now these guys, I've watched the show, so I know exactly how busy they are. Um, I need to send them another message. I'd like to have them back on. I'd love to talk about, I'd say the new truck, the new truck's not really new anymore. Um, just about what all's going on with them and what's going on over on uh, your guys' side of the pond. I like Dave and CV a lot. DNJ Projects, if you guys are into watching fencing related content, you should check out DNJ Projects. They do really good stuff. Um, in terms of like shooting and editing, they're using phones and, and Stevie's doing the editing. It is really good. So you guys should watch it. Um, TikTok comment says that's incredible. The ones at Home Depot in uh, in my world, you have to pick through twenty of them for good. So that's probably a thing on open bundles. So we'll take close. So uh, the comment was they would have to go through a bunch of pickets to find decent ones. Now it probably depends on if it's their um, like house brand lumber, if it's unnamed lumber or whatever. Uh, unlabeled lumber, that might be a thing. So you'd want for fence pickets. Well, and see, so so Brent's over on the West Coast though. So he's in uh, California. Alta, well, Alta is a Pacific Northwest. So you should guys have, should have Alta lumber down there, Western Red Cedar. Um, yeah, and so that might be the thing too. It might be that that particular Home Depot or, or yeah, Home Depot um, maybe only carries their unlabeled uh, stuff. I don't know. So we only buy bundled uh, bundled cedar pickets um, that we're Alta. Now, that being said, we're currently switching back to Eastern Red Cedar. So the lumber mill that used to cut Eastern Red Cedar for us back in the day, so they reached out and they said they've got capacity again. They're having a they're having trouble a couple of years ago getting really good logs consistently, and so they just weren't able to keep up with the rate at which we were ordering in wheat fell behind because we didn't have pickets and that turned into a bit of a mess. Now they've got a new lumber buyer, so they've got logs consistently. And so now we are back to buying Eastern Red Cedar. If you guys follow the channel, I know we showed it on the Ozark Fence channel, that Eastern Cedar board, did we put that on the YouTube channel as well? As like a short, I think we did. Yeah, so if you follow the channel, you've probably seen the Eastern Red Cedar boards anyway, or already. So 
this whole Alta conversation, I said we're currently buying. We're not actually buying them anymore. We're running through the rest of our stock, and then we're going to get into the Eastern Red Cedar stuff from up from Arkansas, which looks pretty slick, if you ask me. Uh, plans on getting Dave and Stevie back? I hope so. I would love to chat with those guys. Uh, great guys. All right, let me see if we are missing any comments, guys. We are 52 minutes in, so if you got any last-minute questions, go ahead and ask them now. Um, make sure we get your questions answered. What have we talked about? We talked about AI quite a bit, which that's kind of been what I've been focusing on, um, focused on the last few days, so that's kind of top of mind for me, right? Um before that, so I'd like to talk about too. Uh, we got we got time, and if this goes long, it goes long, right? But I want to talk to you guys about your local economy. What are you guys seeing and gals seeing in your local economy is in terms of sales? I was having this conversation. I've had this conversation with three people. Uh, one, a guy in Florida that does an absolute ton of ton of fence. Uh, a guy up in Nebraska that everyone's probably familiar with that does a lot of fence. Um, I was talking to another guy over in Oklahoma uh, that does a really good amount of fence. Everyone I've been talking to and seeing it in our books, sales calls are up. Conversions are holding steady, so meaning that we're still converting just as many as we have before. Average ticket is roughly in line. So if average ticket last year was 8500 I think average ticket this year is 82 and change. So relatively the same a few big projects will skew that back up in that same range at $8,500 range um, we're not seeing we're not we're not seeing in our markets what we're hearing on like national publications right whether it's podcasts whether it's I don't really watch the news but then I'll see news clips on my social feed and all that we're not seeing it so which is kind of an interesting thought, right? In that if it's being reported and if it's being talked about, but at first I thought we weren't seeing it because we're in the Midwest. And so in in the past, in the past, like when I was a kid, everyone always talked about the Midwest was insulated. Now, we didn't have the extreme highs that you'd see on either coast, but we also didn't have the big dips. And the housing boom was a pretty good example of this. So while foreclosures went up and while the housing market did contract, constrict, whatever, uh, it did go down. Uh, we didn't see it nearly like what you heard about other people facing on either coast. Again, as reported by the news, I guess. Uh, so when we're not, when we weren't seeing, everyone was talking about the this inflation and that it's really putting a damper on people's buying power and that, you know, the interest rates going up, people weren't buying new houses or starting new houses and they weren't refinancing to, get, to pull money out for home improvement. All this talk going on. Well, actually, in what was it yesterday, the day before Home Depot announced that they were, they were predicting a decline the first time since the pandemic in home improvement spending. And obviously Home Depot is one of the larger home improvement stores. It might be one of the largest in the United States. All of these people paint a doom and gloom scenario. They paint a doom and gloom picture, um, but we're not seeing it, right? And so at first I thought that was just us. It was just a Midwest thing and we hadn't seen it yet. So that's the other thing is that a lot of things take a year to get to us. So when you start hearing about 
trends on the coast. Now, this was pre-social media. I think social media is, has hacked away at this a bit, but it used to be it would take about a year before it met, moved into the Midwest. The Again, the housing collapse is a good example. It took, We were like eight or nine months behind the rest of everyone when they started announcing it before we even started feeling it. Thought it might be that. But then I'm talking, like I said, guys in, in Florida that builds a ton of fence, guys towards the West Coast that build a lot of fence, guys in Texas, guys here, there, and everywhere. And everyone's saying the same thing. They're like, well, I don't know. Everyone's talking about it, but I'm not seeing it in my market. I don't know. It, like, so part of you wonders, like, is it real? So are they reporting on, like, are ideas in theory – without like actually seeing like supporting evidence of it. I don't know, but I know in our market and in these other markets throughout the United States, when we're talking about fences, which probably toe the line somewhere between discretionary and non-discretionary, right? Is it a want or a need? Well, sometimes it's a want. You want a little privacy from your neighbors. Sometimes it's a need, kids and pets, etc. cetera. Um, but we also, so what we expected to see, was a decline in sales calls, whether it be whether you call them leads or face to face bids, whatever. We expected a decline there. We expected a decline in our conversion rates. So if less people had money to spend, less people would buy fences, right? We see a decline in the conversion. So if our rate hovers between 30 and 35 percent, what happens if our conversion rate falls to 20 to 25 percent? Let's run that example and see how that plays out on our financials uh, and our average ticket. We expected to see a lower average ticket. So ex for example, for wood fences, we offer both treated pine and cedar and pre-stained cedar. Say what you will about the products. Those are what we offer. Uh, we expected to see more people trend towards the lesser expensive option than the more expensive option. So in the average sales world where the pre-stained cedar on steel posts, the average ticket there might be eight to $9,000, probably closer to $9,000, whereas the all-pine might be closer to $7,000, we expected to see that average ticket start whittling down. Like I said, we've gone from an $8,500 average ticket to maybe an $82 to $83, I'd have to go look, uh, $82 to $8,300 average ticket. We're still pretty close at $8,500, which is at the top of the residential market, at least of our offerings here in our area. We haven't seen it yet. Now, we're still preparing for it. It could be somewhere in late quarter two or early quarter three, which they were talking about mid quarter two, which is exactly where we are right now. So, But maybe it's going to come later than what they're expecting. Or maybe it's a soft landing, which is what some economists are predicting. So maybe that maybe we're in the middle of the soft landing. I don't know. Now, we're still preparing for if we did have a slowdown. So I talked about this a little while ago. Uh, we're trimming 10% off our expenses for company-wide, and we're continuing to do that. We're continuing to whittle away. So we're actually a little bit more than 10%, but we're continuing to whittle where it makes sense, uh, kind of trimming the fat as it, as it were. Uh, in the, it, with the understanding that we could lose a significant amount of business and still be okay because we've trimmed expenses and some of these expenses scale with revenue, right? Cost of goods sold. So if we're building less fence, we're buying less materials, we're paying less in labor. 
the overhead is what I'm talking about trimming because it stays largely the same regardless of how much revenue. So our building, our mortgage payment here. Now, granted, we can't do much to whittle that away, but it's a fixed expense. Our utilities, again, can't do a lot to whittle that down, but it's a fixed expense. We're adjusting our thermostats a little bit uh, more aggressively, right? It's a little bit warmer in the summer. It's a little bit cooler in the winter, that idea. Uh, but there's also other things, software expense. So my salesman came up, absolutely a non-negotiable. We're not trimming that one. But there's some other software we, we use, mainly over on the e-commerce side, uh, when we're talking about repricers and stuff like that, that we are trimming down. So we moved packages uh, on a repricer that was $300 a month, and then we switched down to the $75 a month, knowing that we lose a couple of features, but we don't lose enough revenue to, to really – warrant uh, much discussion on that office supplies are getting a little bit more uh, carefully watched right so we're not buying as much toilet paper at the same time or as much paper towels we're still buying them just not as much in bulk uh, things things like that anyway we're whittling away overhead uh, we're a little bit more than 10 percent, but we're still going to strive to more knowing that should the economy actually slow and cool in our market and our revenue actually decrease that we've lowered our overhead to accept that flip side of the coin if it doesn't slow down if we don't see a cool down and our revenue stays the same or grows we're then that much better shape for it so anyway we're we're still preparing for it but everyone i'm talking to no one has seen it yet so i guess that is an incredibly long question of are you guys seeing that in your guys's market all right um Brent says, no questions. Just great to see you again, my dude. Brent, same, 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 same. Have you officially introduced the tech guy? Not yet. We haven't officially introduced him. It's interesting that you're deemed the tech guy now. So I prefer camera guy. <laughs> He's like, listen, I'm not here to like set up servers or anything. So uh, no, not yet. So we should probably we should probably do that in the upcoming episode and let you guys meet him. Roger says it would be interesting to see an update on Braden in his life. All the same vein of the, you know, similar vein of the same story. Um, so I checked in with Braden. So he he made his trek there officially on Saturday, last Saturday. Um, checked in with him on Monday. Sounds like he's getting settled in and all that. So uh, we'll give him a little time to settle. Now, you guys will probably see Braden next spring. So we're all going to Fence Tech. Uh, Fence Tech is in Nashville, which Braden has moved to. Um so you guys will probably see him there. We'll probably invite him in and and probably do a catch up with him. Where is he? Where is he now? Sort of thing. Um, yeah, I think that would be good. Brent says, "Great show today. Keep it up, my man. Thank you so much, Brent." The reason why you're not seeing it is because all of us Californians are moving to your beautiful world. That's probably true. That's probably true. So, um, for better or worse, right? Like it's so. And Brent is outside of this uh, statement. So Brent and I know each other. We go way back. And I I think we each know where we are uh, on different, uh, I don't know, stances. But there's a lot of like, don't bring your California to insert name of home state, right? Like Texas is going through this. Florida is going through this. The Gulf Coast states in general. Missouri, I don't know so much about that. I don't know if we're seeing a lot of the of the West Coast or East Coast money come in this way. Um, 
but there is there is a lot of that of like don't like there's a reason everyone's moving here and that's because we've got a good way of life let's not change it let's not um let's not change it so but brent let me tell you you ever get a chance to come to missouri my house is open to you my friend he's one of the i don't want to say that i was gonna say anyway he's a good guy he's a really good guy uh, let me see here in the TikTok chat. Uh, any zoo pro zoo fence projects coming up? I really like those. We don't. Um, we don't. I was trying to think if we've even got any bidding right now. So summer's not really. So fall's kind of more of the time where we'll do zoo type stuff. Uh, right now they're really just geared up. They're doing like end of school year type stuff, and then summer kicks off big for them. Um, I need to see. I need to see if we can get you guys get a camera into. So they do a big gala at here coming up. Um, it's basically like a thank you to um, their their patrons or their donors, like a patron party. Um, so we we sponsor the traffic. We being Ozark Fence sponsor the traffic exhibit. So as part of that, we get invited to this, and it's not really even a fundraiser. It is. It is like an anti-fundraiser, not anti-fundraiser, but they don't, like, there is no silent auction. There is nothing you can buy. You cannot spend the, it's an open bar. It's food included. You're not allowed to spend money at this place. It's, it's basically just like a big thank you uh, for helping sponsor the, the zoo put on by the Friends of the Zoo. Because in our particular area, the zoo is part of the parks program. So they also have this separate arm which is called friends of the zoo which helps for zoo you can donate to this for zoo specific projects rather than to the park board and wonder is some of your money going to the softball field is some of it going to the pool is some of it how much of it actually gets to the zoo sort of thing um, anyway i need to see if i can get a camera in there um, my initial thought is probably not um but you never know it i would like to i would like to show you guys so it's it's so it's the zoo right and it's not at the zoo. It's at a at a local, I don't know, just a convention hall. Well, kind of. Anyway, uh, but they bring a lot of the cool zoo animals out. Like, um, so like, e think eagles, think uh, like hedgehogs, think like they're big, like tortoises and all that sort of stuff. Um, some of the stuff you can, like, they'll bring uh, like reptiles that you can hold and interact with. Um, not snake. I'm not. They bring snakes. I walk directly past the snakes i'm not i do not make eye contact they are not there in my world uh, but other stuff like you could hold um not the eagle they do not let you hold the eagle at all uh, wingspan on these things massive they have brought in some bald eagles massive wingspan so anyway um try to get you in i don't know where zoo is how we got to that no zoo projects coming up but try to get you into the uh, gala there um, what, okay. So then Brent said, West coast, we're feeling it. What you see is homeless everywhere. So that, yeah. So I follow a YouTube channel of a guy that used to live in California and he documented that, um, while he was there. Now he's since moved to, uh, Florida. Um, uh, but he was like, where was he? I think once he was in the Bay area, maybe, um, but just done, he'd go up to LA to like Santa Monica and all that and, and show just a massive amount of homeless. Um, you live in God's country. Thank God. I love watching. Yeah, we, we do. We're like in the, so it's funny. I, I was getting ready to say we're in the Bible belt. 
But I don't know how many places I've heard like in the Midwest say they are the Bible Belt. But we're like, listen, I'm not trying to flex on anybody with religion, but we've got like the world headquarters of the Assemblies of God. Hello. We've got, oh, well, anyway, I don't want a bunch of theology colleges and all that. So we are indeed probably in the heart of God's community. We are the, the belt buckle of the Bible Belt. We'll say that. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm trying to convince anybody about this, but we're weird to have one on a fencing podcast. Jacob Bell says, "Afternoon, sir. What's up, Jacob?" Uh, Brent says, "I hear what you're saying. No need uh, to come in anymore." So, and actually, this year, this year so far, Brent, I haven't been to California. So by now, I would have uh, gone to Social Media Marketing World there in San Diego. And then taking a trip up to LA to visit with like a the company called Burgundy makes the wire weaving machine. But I haven't, and also uh, Vid Summit is in LA, uh, like literally right outside the airport. Uh, so usually by now I would have made a couple California trips, but it um, hasn't worked out. So I do like it. I do like visiting uh, California though. So, all right. Guys, I think we're about done here. We are at an hour nine. Um, yeah. Well, oh, I left the whole banner thing going. Well, there you go. So sorry you guys had to see the discount code thing for the whole time. What do you guys think of uh what do you guys think of this? Check that out. New guy on that. Looks crispy and clean. Looks really good. Give him a shout out, right? So also he redid, so you'll notice he redid uh, intros and transitions. Uh, also the time, the countdown timer here. What, let's see, what else have you been up to? Uh, so they haven't yeah, seen most of it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's right. They haven't seen the new. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Check out the video tomorrow. Uh, you'll see his handiwork, uh, intro, transitions. We're still in the process of filming one. Uh, if we can get weather and schedule to cooperate, we're going to wrap up. Uh, it's So we've got – so what it is, I'll give you guys the inside scoop because we're an hour 10 in. So the, if you guys are watching now, you're the dedicated crew. Uh, so we set post on the far side of the stain building uh, where we're going to show – we get a lot of questions about the shark hardware, just how to install it. What takeoffs? Do you set your post inline or you set them back? Basically, all things like shark hardware, where you set the post. And we're talking about like post setback too, because, well, anyway, so we set the post two weeks ago now, right? Basically, week before last. Um, this week, we were supposed to finish it, but then we got, well, one, Scott's schedule was slammed and we got rain along the way. So that didn't pan out. But pulling for next week, we also so we're mid shoot on that. We still have to finish it. We still have to two befores, pickets, hang the shark hardware, the whole thing. Which so we've got probably a couple hours shooting on, left to go on that. Um, then we're going to be starting to bring you guys some content. I don't want to spill the beans on this content because we it'll be you guys will like it when we get it. But basically, what we're going to start doing is like product spotlights, but also like how we use the products. So. And listen, I know what you're you listen, you're gonna watch it and you're gonna say this feels like some SWI content. You're not gonna be wrong. Now, we had come up with this idea before I saw SWI shoot, you know, come out with their stuff, but it's good, it's a good idea, and great minds think alike, right? So uh, but 
a lot of the stuff that we sell, how do we use it? Because so if we're talking about tools and we get, I'll get questions about, Hey, can you show me exactly how to use this tool or how you guys use this tool? Or could you use this tool in this other way? Or just, can you walk me through how to use it? We're going to start creating that content. It's a Marcus Sheridan. If you guys watch the channel at all, you know, I, I promote Marcus Sheridan's book. They ask you answer a lot because it is foundational to most all marketing efforts, right? So the premise is if your customers are asking you questions, those are the videos you should shoot. Because if one person has the question, there's a very good chance more people out there have the question. If you have the content out there, if they had the question, what are they doing? They're Googling it. 9.99 times out of 10, they're going to Google this thing. Some of them might use Bing or something, but you get the point. If you've got the video out there on YouTube, who owns YouTube? Google or Alphabet or whatever. Um, so if you're Googling it, a YouTube search is more likely to come up than a blog post. Say, we're going to start shooting videos on this, put it on YouTube, embed it on the Shopify store, that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, so we got some more content coming up for you guys probably this week. Um, yeah, Zamar Zamario Zamario, yeah. Uh, how metal posts better than wood posts? Uh, so the question basically is how are metal posts or why are metal posts better than wood posts if they rust over time? Um, so it all comes down to the coating on the post. So a lot of times, which if we're talking about like the Postmaster post, I understand there's others. Postmaster is just the one that I have experience with. It comes with a lifetime warranty against rust and corrosion. So first and foremost, the coating on it is going to make sure it doesn't fail due to rust or corrosion. Uh, also, steel posts aren't going to warp or twist. Wood posts, I can almost guarantee you. I'd, let me think about this. So, I mean, I guess there's a chance I've seen a wood post that hasn't warped or twisted, but... They are the rare, they are the exception, not the rule, right? They whether you're using treated pine, cedar. Now, I don't have experience with redwood. I talked to guys out on the West Coast, out in California. They use a lot of redwood, so maybe that's the exception here. Uh, but of the wood that I have experience with, it all wants to warp, twist, and move. Steel won't do that. It's also quite a bit stronger. So again, Postmaster is what I have experience with. Wind load rated, I think it's like 72, 73 miles an hour. I'd have to go check the literature. But it has a wind load rating that is significantly more than a brand new wood post. The brand new wood post is like in the 50 mile an hour range. Brand new. Now, as that post ages, that wind load rating is going to deteriorate with the condition of the post. So yeah, it's best day. It is not as strong as a wood post is the is the point. Uh, I don't. We have some galvanized steel posts, some chain link posts out at the fairgrounds. We installed. I'd have to go back and ask my dad. I want to say it's late fifties, early sixties. Um, hasn't failed due to rust and corrosion. Now they have had trucks back into them. They've had trees dropped on them. One of them had a monster truck run through it. They've had some other stuff go on with them, but none have failed to rust and corrosion. So, what's the lifespan of these? I don't know is the correct answer. We haven't found out yet, right? So it, call it call it the early 60s to be conservative. Uh, hasn't failed yet, may fail one day. But wood posts, you can, you can, in our area with our soil, you can expect a wood post right now with the current level of treatment to be about a nine or 10 year post. 
sometimes that's being conservative. Uh, we're also replacing posts that are five or six years old if they're in a wet soil that doesn't drain well. Um, so anyway, why are wood seal posts better than wood? They're stronger, last longer. They typically carry a warranty against failure due to rust and corrosion. Uh, yeah. Belt buckle made me laugh. I think that's inaccurate. I, I'm, I'm sticking with that one. I stand behind that statement. Roger says, one can't go wrong copying the Holson boys. Fair. That is very fair. Um, <laughs> what's, uh, what's funny is, um, I don't, I'm trying to think of how to say this without letting anyone's cat out of their respective bags. Um, you'll, you'll see content from that channel that looks like content that this channel has done. And it was purely on accident. They had already filmed some content when we released a piece of content and I got a text uh, from Mark. He's like, we just did this. I'm like, sorry, uh, we did. So the way our scheduling works is we tried to get video content done weeks ahead of when it releases so that we've got some runway there to do editing and scheduling and all that. So like, oh, sorry, we recorded it quite a while ago. Um, and it, it's good content. I think you guys will like it. And I'd like to hear their take on it. It's, it's a, it's a review video that we had recently done. Um, also, have you seen their new studio? Looks beautiful. Looks familiar is all I'm going to say. No, I, they're, they're actually, I like what they did. So, uh, we, we were going to install some shelves, we put stuff on it and just didn't work out with like, we started hanging stuff and we put some signs up. So it didn't really work out with our, with how we wanted this to go. Um, but their studio is, is how one vision I had of this studio. I like how they executed it. Listen, it's like imitation. Uh, let's see. Imitation is the highest form of flattery. Is that the thing? I think that's the thing. So it goes both ways, right? So anyway, you'll see some content we're shooting that's going to look very similar to theirs. And it should be taken as flattery rather than anything else you might think of. We're in good with those guys. Like, we get along. I'm Anyway, I'm making more out of this than it probably should be. Uh, let's check in with TikTok. Um... So Jacob says we've been rained out for two weeks. So we haven't been rained out for two weeks, but it has been raining solid for like the last two to three often. I say raining solid off and on yesterday. It rained for a while today. It's like beautiful sun shining. It's like high as 70. So it's a little cool, a little brisk this morning, uh, but then rain again next week. So it's just welcome to spring, right? Uh, Jacob goes on to say, we have never built a fence with wood posts, only metal posts. I like that a lot. We, <sighs> We got a little uppity there for a while. We would only install steel posts. If you wanted wood posts, we were not the guys for you. Uh, and then we started adding team members, and we needed to support those team members, and we got a bigger building. We needed to support a bigger building. So we decided, well, if we've got people asking for it, we're not offering it. And so then they're taking their business elsewhere to get it. So we're losing that customer altogether. Maybe we should offer it. And there is a decent conversation about the benefits of steel, the drawbacks of wood, the end of the day is we decided we will also offer wood posts again. Um, now, and this also coincided with the fact that wood posts were almost the price of steel posts too. So a four by four by eight. Now I think we're at like $9, a little over $9 for a four by four by eight. These postmaster posts are in the ballpark of 30, 28 to 30 now for an eight foot postmaster. 
there's a very real discussion on, hey, you could save some money with wood posts. Now, they're also not going to last nearly as long. They're going to warp, twist, crack. You're, you're not going to like them. But if you're in the house for the next two years, it's probably going to be okay. Um, that sort of thing. But the quality choice, the longevity choice will always be the steel post. But if you're not in that ballpark, we've got some other options for you sort of thing. But there was a time where four before in during the pandemic where a four before by eight treated pine post was 15 16 a post well for it 16 dollars a post well it's probably 20 dollars post so and that was back when the postmasters were in the 20 ish range they were within a few dollars of each other well at that point there is zero motivation to go to a wood post if the price is relatively the same and the quality is significantly higher there isn't a discussion but would like I said, wood posts have come down nine dollars, a little over. It might be like nine ten or something like that. Nine dollars ten cents. It's in the nine ish range. Steel posts are in the thirty range, twenty eight to thirty. So now we're having that conversation a lot. Uh, any thoughts on Postmaster? That's basically my thoughts on Postmaster. Uh, I like them. They're quality posts. They're just incredibly expensive. Um, there are alternate posts in the market that look similar to one of these posts um i would say use at your own risk right i don't i don't know about the warranties they carry if they carry a warranty i don't know the legalities of offering them i do know they're out there they're a little bit less expensive but you need to take all of that into account when considering if you're going to carry those or not um Brent said, uh, now, Joe, if I do taxidermy lobster melted to redwood, would you would you mount it by that hockey jersey? A taxidermy lobster melted to redwood? I, probably. I mean, I don't see why. We got some room here. We probably we could probably figure that out. It might not be in every video. We might make it to where, like, in some of the videos we put. there. Uh, we also film some reaction videos from this chair that are like a sponsored situation they probably would not be in that but in a situation like this i don't care absolutely <laughs> did you say runway when talking about an olsen inside joke i did and it's not an inside joke no i was just saying that we we give ourselves plenty of runway because in talking about like shooting to actually scheduling it, but that is funny. The, the Olsons, uh, at least Mark, I, I would assume the rest of them, uh, pilots that fly quite a bit. Michael Reed, what is up, Michael? How are you? Executive Director of the American Fence Association himself. Good content is good content. I absolutely agree. Project Metal Music, have you thought about concrete post? <sighs> I did. So when I saw when I saw D and J do it, right when I when I first found their channel, I was like, "This is intriguing." A concrete post, it obviously isn't going to warp, twist, crack, or well, warp or twist. Now then, you get to reading about concrete posts. The rebar inside of them, if it does get a crack, the rebar could rust and kind of blow those posts apart. Uh, or at least crack them larger and then it rains and freezes and the crack gets bigger. Um, we considered them for a little while, but the weight of one of these posts is tremendous. And especially when we have a lower weight alternative in steel. Now, the concrete post would have an incredibly higher wind load rating. 
Absolutely. But they're also different enough from what you see here in the States. I don't know that it would catch on. You would have to, I would think, you would have to dye the concrete at a minimum to like a brown or a natural tone. And even then, I think it's a little too far away from what's seen here as normal uh, to really catch on. So then you've got investment in equipment to manufacture these and no market ready to go. So you'd have to build the market on your own, hope it takes off. We did look into it. I thought about it for quite a while. Uh, I was in favor of the concrete post and gravel boards. Um, but then the more we talked about it, I was I was talked off that ledge. Uh, anyway, still in the back of my mind. Never say never, I guess. Roger says, uh, Michael Reed, and this is expert content. Agreed. I'm not, now listen. That comment does not say that other content that looks similar is not expert content. Let's be clear about this. It's all good content, guys. Uh, Manning fans, how does the Eastern Red Cedar hold up? About the same as Western Red, they're beautiful. In our experience, in our market, Eastern Red Cedar does hold up about as well as Western Red Cedar. Uh, we've got Eastern Red Cedar that we installed in the early 2000s, so uh, it, it pains me to say <laughs> 20 years ago. Uh, I say it pains me to say that because I graduated in the early 2000s, so, you know, there's that. Um uh, I would expect a similar lifespan, at least in our, and I want to be careful because I know like people watch this from all over in our region in our environmental conditions, uh, Eastern red cedar does hold up uh, just as well, if not better than Western red. I say that because we don't have, we only have 20 ish years of experience using the Eastern red. I don't know what the, what the total life expectancy would be. Haven't seen it start like rotting and failing yet. How much is your Eastern Red per picket? So it's it's a little bit less than Western Red Cedar. And, and I'll caveat that. The reason I caveat that is the Eastern Red Cedar are a seven and a half inch wide board, whereas the Western Red Cedar is a five and a half. So if we compare dollar to dollar, it's going to seem off. Uh, but it is less than a Western Red Cedar when you, when you call it like by the board inch or by the board foot, however you want to calculate it. Uh, it ends up being a little bit less than Western Red Cedar. So, and it looks a heck of a lot nicer. So anyway, um, yeah. So Roger's fair. He does. Roger's trying to get me to be the guy to start, to start spin casting concrete posts. I'm not saying never. I'm just saying, listen, it's going to be a pretty hard sell to tell the guys, Hey, go grab this concrete post and go put it in the ground as compared to the steel post you've been putting in the ground. It's good. Now, we have equipment on the jobs, and so, like, we could figure it out. Uh, but I don't know. There's a, lot, there's, there's a lot of intricacies to this that we haven't quite sorted out quite yet. Never say never, though. All right, guys, let's start wrapping this up. We are now an hour and 26 minutes into this. If you guys are still watching, thank you so much. If you're still listening to the podcast, thank you so much. Uh, if you guys would leave me a review wherever you watch the content, that would be fantastic. Uh, a thumbs up, a subscribe if you haven't subscribed would be great. Like these are all ways that we can be, uh, I don't know, just like motivated, right? Or we can we can be recognized as having good content. That's probably the way I'm trying to say that. Um, yeah. I appreciate it a lot. For now, guys, well, let's wrap this up. All right. For now, 
Joe Everest, the fence expert, reminding you that good fences make good neighbors. I'll see you next week.